Welcome to Recloseted Radio. This is a podcast for sustainable fashion conversations. Whether you're a consumer or a sustainable fashion brand owner, we have a lot of resources just for you. I'm your host, Selena Ho, and I promise to support you and equip you with the knowledge to help right the harmful fashion industry. Without any further ado, let's get into it. Welcome back, everyone. We are officially well into 2020. It is now February. And back in December of 2019, I released episode 27 of Recloseted Radio, where I talked about 2020 planning for sustainable fashion brands. Now that we're well into the new year, I wanted to do a quick check-in with you guys to make sure you're on the right track, you're feeling supported, and you're feeling good about achieving your goals this year. I've been working with a lot of amazing sustainable fashion brand clients, and I've noticed that some of them are starting to go off the bandwagon a little bit, starting to feel a little bit hopeless, because at the beginning of the year, they had set all of these big, hairy, audacious goals. And now that it's about a month and a half in, they're starting to go off track. And so I wanted to put out today's episode to kind of veer everyone back on track and give you some tips and tricks. In today's episode, I'm going to be sharing with you five tips on how you can be successful this year. So without any further ado, let's get into it. My first tip is to really distinguish between goals and your bare minimums for this year. In episode 27, I talked a lot about 2020 planning, how to set big, hairy, audacious goals, how to set smart goals, and all of that jazz. So if you haven't listened to that episode yet, make sure you do so. I'll link it in the show notes. Again, it's episode 27, so you can go back and take a listen after you finish this episode. But anyways, I was actually going through an exercise with one of my clients recently, and we had gone over all of her goals for this year. And yes, they were ambitious. And yes, I totally believe that she can do all of them. But it was also really important for us to set the bare minimum for her this year as well. What was the bare minimum revenue and bare minimum of profitability that she needs to get this year to keep going, keep running with her business, maybe start hiring and start outsourcing? We did that exercise for her and we found that that was really helpful for her because she could really anchor in to, you know, an aspirational goal that she's definitely going to go after, chase after it and give it all she's got. But at the end of the day, she also knows this bare minimum too. And, you know, if she can reach her bare minimum target in March or April, then she's smooth sailing for the rest of the year and she just has to go after the big, hairy, audacious goal. If you're feeling really stressed about the really ambitious goal that you've set at the beginning of this year, and, you know, maybe it's starting to feel hopeless so you've fallen off the bandwagon, make sure you take a look and figure out what your minimums are this year as well. What's the minimum revenue you need to hit? What's the minimum profitability? What are the minimum amount of sales? All of that jazz, sit down and think about it and that might help you as well. If you're starting to feel a little bit hopeless and overwhelmed at the aspirational goal you set, this might be something that helps you and brings you back down. And again, if you're able to hit your bare minimum in the next couple of months, that sets you up for the rest of the year and you know that anything on top of that is gravy. And don't get me wrong, I still want you to chase after your aspirational goal. But by having a bare minimum, that can really help manage your stress and anxiety. And it was really helpful for my clients. I wanted to give you this tool as well. Let's get into my second tip. 
So my second tip is all about focus. Focus, focus, focus. If you listen to a lot of successful entrepreneurs or business owners when they give interviews or podcast episodes or what have you, they'll often say that in the early days, focusing is so important. This is because it takes time for people to get to know you, know what your business is doing, and having multiple messages can really confuse people. On top of that, if you're selling everything under the sun and you're doing all these things in your business, it's going to be really exhausting and tiring on you and can lead to burnout. So you want to make sure if you're first starting out that you're focusing, you're narrowing down on a niche or a certain product, and you're really killing it with that product before you expand into other categories or into other releases. For example, I'm currently reading The Everything Store, which is an analysis of Amazon and Amazon's founder, Jeff Bezos, and what was successful in their business. And in the early days, they just sold books. They focused on books, that was all they were shipping out, and once they had successfully reached a point where books were taking off and they were trying to expand their revenue into other categories, then they released and went into DVDs and music. And now, fast forward a couple decades, they're this huge conglomerate, they're a super successful business, and they sell everything under the sun. But they didn't start with that. They just started with books, and then they expanded after that got more momentum. At Recloseted this year, our focus is to help as many sustainable fashion brands as possible. In particular, our goal this year is 500. And so that's inclusive of podcast episode downloads, email newsletter subscriptions. We actually do a monthly newsletter where I send out this beautiful PDF guide on our monthly topic. So quick plug, if you aren't subscribed, make sure you do so. The link will be in the show notes. It looks like people we help on social media in our Facebook group. And then last but not least, of course, it also consists of all the amazing clients that I get to work with. One of our big focuses this year also is to sign more clients, really be able to impact their businesses and help them scale and help them propel their brands to the next level. And then with that, of course, we have certain level of revenue and profitability targets this year for Recloseted that I am so excited to achieve and so excited to knock out of the park. So those are my main focuses, but it all ladders up at the end of the day to helping as many sustainable fashion brands as possible. And that is my main focus this year. Now that I know my focus this year, I've been approached by numerous people to do interviews, to speak at conferences, and I've politely declined if it's not aligned with what my focus is. As an example, I was asked to speak at this business conference and there weren't going to be a lot of sustainable fashion brand owners in attendance. There wasn't really a key topic of sustainability at this conference and I politely declined because my ideal customer wasn't going to be there. I wasn't really going to be able to shape and talk about sustainability and it really wasn't aligned with what my goals and my focus are this year. In doing so, I freed up more time to be able to do more discovery calls with clients, to be able to work more with existing clients, and that really has helped me. So that could be something that you can use too as a prioritization exercise, as a filtering exercise, so that you only work on things that are really driving the needle and impacting your bottom line in your business. For a lot of my clients this year, their focus is sales. It's all about getting more sales, getting their product out there hitting their revenue targets, and subsequently hitting their profitability targets. If that's you as well, then listen up. I've challenged all of my clients to really take a look at every single thing they do in a week 
and dump anything that's not related to getting more sales. If that's your focus this year, then you should not necessarily be packing up boxes. You should not be shipping out your orders and all of that stuff. Because if you are like the designer of your brand, you need to focus on that. You need to focus on designing your next collection so that it sells. You need to be doing product validation and you do not need to be spending your time shipping out packages, putting on labels and all that stuff. You should be hiring someone. And I'm going to talk about that in the fifth tip. We talk about outsourcing, but it's so important to focus and really figure out if every single thing you do on a day-to-day basis ladders up to your end priority and your end goal. My third tip is really to narrow in on your strategy, pick a strategy that works, and then execute to it. Now that you know your audacious goals for this year, your bare minimum you need to get by, as well as your focus, it's really time to develop a strategy that will work and then execute to it. For example, if your goal is sales this year, you need to know what products you're developing this year, if any, how much you need to sell them at, what your marketing plan is, what your sales strategy is, and then also, if necessary, how you're going to fund your business, how you're going to spend your budgets, are you going to spend on marketing, are you going to spend on advertising, are you going to be spending on influencers, all those things, you need to sit down and think about it. And if you haven't thought about it or the thought of that overwhelms you and you don't know where to start, don't worry, like you can look at tutorials online, you can work with other people like myself or anyone else. And if you want to work with us, keep in mind we only work with sustainable fashion brands. That's our specialty. That's our expertise. What you can do is check out our services at www.recloseted.com forward slash consulting. And you can look at all the work that we've done, the clients we've worked with. And then there's also an opportunity on that page to book a discovery call with me. And we can talk about what it would look like to work together and if it would be a fit. So make sure you take advantage of that opportunity if you're interested. Like I talked about, a lot of my clients are focusing on sales this year. So one of the first things you need to figure out in terms of your strategy is who your target consumer is, what they really want, and then focus on what they want and where they're going to be. If you need help with market research and your ideal consumer, make sure you keep an eye or an ear out for our next podcast episode because it'll be completely dedicated to that. And if you aren't already subscribed to our podcast, make sure you do that because that way the episode will be automatically downloaded and you won't have to check if it's out yet. If you're subscribed to our email newsletter, make sure you check your inbox as well because I released our PDF resource up this month and we talk all about market research and about personas. I give you the difference between primary and secondary research. I even give you tips on how to do a survey. I give you examples of survey questions that you can ask as well. And then I give you a persona template too. So make sure you check your inbox if you're subscribed. And if you're not, you can still get it. It's just www.recloseted.com forward slash market research. And the link will be in the show notes as well. So there's so many resources that we've put out out there for you. There's so many resources on the internet as well if you want to DIY it. But at the end of the day, it is so important to set the right strategy, have key performance indicators next to it. Know what you're testing and learning this year. Know when you're pivoting. And honestly, if you want someone to work with to manage all of that successfully and seamlessly, make sure you take advantage of our free discovery call. Again, the link is in the show notes. 
or work with someone else. It doesn't have to be me, but at the end of the day, you need to make sure that you are really finessing your strategy and you are executing to a really, really, really robust plan. And my fourth tip is to take care of yourself. I've talked about mental health a little bit on the podcast. If you go back to episode 19, where I did a one-year celebration of Recloseted episode, And I talked about it in that episode, but I'm going to say it again because I feel like people don't say it enough. If you don't take care of yourself, you cannot take care of your to-do list, you cannot take care of any employees, and you ultimately cannot take care of your business. So it is so important to take care of yourself. I've talked a little bit about my mental health in that episode in episode 19, which I will include in the show notes. But I work a lot and you probably do too. And I am so passionate about what I do too. And so sometimes it's hard for me to stop working because I always have these ideas. I always want to keep doing more. I want to keep going at it, right? So it's hard. It can be tough, but in the past month and a half, I've really prioritized my mental health. One of my personal goals this year was to really take it more seriously and take better care of myself. And I wanted to share some of the tips that I have with you today. So one of the things I do now is to have an actual morning routine and an actual evening slash wind down routine. Before, and this sounds ridiculous, but I would wake up, start checking my phone, start checking emails, going on social media, responding to DMs right off the bat. And honestly, that was really bad because I was literally on my phone until the wee hours of the night. I was working until 11 p.m. or 12 a.m. It was really bad, guys. But I, this year, have set more boundaries with myself and have done an actual morning routine and evening routine like I've been talking about. So in the morning, I'll wake up a little bit earlier. I'll do a meditation. And if you guys don't meditate and if you guys prefer to do guided meditations, a really great app I would recommend is called Insight Timer, which I will link in the show notes. It's free. There's some amazing meditations put on there by all people. Um, a lot of them tend to be yoga instructors. And I really like Carolyn Ann Budgel. She's in Vancouver, so shout out to her. And I'll have her links down below. But she does some great meditations. And you can find others that you like as well. So I just like to start my day off with the meditation because it clears my mind, it puts me in the right mood, and then what I'll do is I'll also write down a few things that I'm grateful for in the morning because a lot of successful entrepreneurs will also say that they start the day and end the day with a bit of a gratitude list. It's so important to remember at the end of the day that we have a place to live. You have a device that can stream this podcast episode you're able to hear like there's all of these little nuances that sometimes we forget and we take for granted and I think that can really affect a lot of our happiness and well-being so I then do a gratitude list then I drink a lot of water because it's so important to stay hydrated and then I kind of slowly get into the day so that's my morning routine and then my evening routine is I've committed to stop working after 8 30 or 9 p.m at the latest And that is a big deal for me because I would used to work, like I just talked about, until 11 p.m. or 12 a.m. And it was really not sustainable because I would be working like 12, 13, 14 hour days. I'd also work on the weekends. So now, at least in the evenings, I've set that boundary for myself. And then I'll read for about 30 minutes to an hour, depending on how I'm feeling. And then I'll just meditate again before I go to bed and then I'm off to sleep. So it's not super, it's not a super comprehensive 
evening wind down routine, but it is way better than what I was doing before, which is just working all the way till the, you know, 11 or 12 and then brushing my teeth and going straight to bed. And I wasn't getting the quality of sleep I needed. So that's just something I've started incorporating and you can start to incorporate as well. Figure out how you can take better care of yourself so that you're more productive when you're working, you're more energetic, and you can be more efficient. And with mental health and with burnout, it is so important to monitor yourself and take care of yourself before it gets to the point where it's too late. So with me, if we have an analogy of a phone battery, I would often notice that I would take note of when I was at like 80 or 100%, and then I would also really notice when I was getting down to like 20%, 10%, or even 0%, and then I would course correct and do all the things like meditate, go to yoga, work less, see friends less, like all of that stuff, but it was very reactive and it wasn't proactive. One of my goals this year is to be more proactive with my mental health and take care of myself better before I get to that 20 or 10% threshold. One of the things that has been really helpful for me is to look more into the warning signs and see where things change. I'm not sure if I talked about it in episode 19, the one-year birthday episode. I don't think I did. But one of the things I started doing in 2019 was going to therapy regularly. And it's honestly been the best decision of my life. I've learned so much about myself personally. I develop so much. And I honestly would recommend therapy to anyone and everyone. I don't mind sharing that with you because I share it with a lot of my friends and a lot of people that I meet in person. So through therapy, one of the things that I've been working with is to really notice when things are changing. One of the things I started doing after the recommendation of my therapist was to really monitor my emotional, mental, physical, and behavioral patterns. So when I'm at 100%, what does that look like emotionally for me, mentally, physically, and behaviorally? What does that look like? When I'm at 75%, what does that look like? When I'm at 50%, what do those things look like? When I'm at 25%, what does that look like? And then what I can start to do is to notice when things are shifting. Because like I talked about, I only seem to notice when I'm at 100% and I'm doing great or when I'm not doing great and I'm at like 0 or 10%. And I really want to get better at noticing the nuances in between so that I'm able to course correct and prevent versus doing a reactionary thing when it's too late and I'm already burning out. So that could be something you do. Some examples of like emotional things are like, do you feel happy? Do you feel positive? Mentally, some things could be like, how anxious are you? How stressed are you right now? Physically, it could be things like, are you exhausted? Do you need a lot of sleep? Is there a lot of tension in your body? And behaviorally, it could be, you know, are you craving certain foods? Are you numbing with social media? Are you becoming irritable and snappy? Like these are all things I'm trying to monitor now. And it's been really cool. It's been a great experience. I did approach burnout kind of similarly earlier this year in January because I was doing so many discovery calls. I was doing so many consultations and meeting with amazing clients. I was just kind of going, going, going. So again, I've mapped this all out now. I'm going to take better care of myself. And I want you to as well, because like I talked about, if you can't take care of yourself, you can't take care of your to-do list or your business. So it's so important to learn how to do that this year. And it's one of my personal priorities. And this is a good segue into my fifth and last tip, which is to outsource. 
I talked about this a little bit previously, but essentially, if you want to take care of yourself, if you are going to focus on revenue generating activities this year, and you want to really achieve a new level of success in your business this year, you're going to need to outsource. You want to make sure that your time is spent in the best way possible. You're spending it on your focus of this year. You're spending it chasing after your big, hairy, audacious goal. And you want to make sure you still have time to sleep and you have time to take care of yourself. So one of the things you may have to do is outsource and hire someone. A lot of my clients hesitate because I get it. You're spending money, but if you think about it, your business isn't going to go very far if you have to do everything under the sun from designing to packaging to shipping to posting on Instagram to replying to DMs. Like you got to focus and you cannot do everything under the sun. You want to make sure you're spending your time, like I talk about, focusing on revenue generating items or significant cost reduction items so that you can chase after your big, hairy, audacious goals. It's actually not a lot of money if you think about it and you sit down to cost it out to hire an intern or hire a contractor to help you package and ship off your orders to your customers. And I give that example because a lot of my clients do that all on their own. But, you know, when we sit down and we budget it out, they can actually afford it. And it is honestly a godsend when they actually go and pull the plug. Similarly, if you need someone to help you with your marketing and execute on that, then do it. You know, there's different ways that you can hire and outsource. But I challenge you to really look critically at your business and how you're spending your time this year and see if you can afford to hire someone and bring someone in to help you. So those were my five tips to really help you be successful and stay on the bandwagon this year. I hope that this was helpful for you. If it was, make sure you take a screenshot and share it to your Instagram stories so that it can help more people as well. Again, if you want to take your brand to the next level this year, accelerate your revenue, and achieve record levels of profitability, make sure you check out our consulting services. I work with some amazing sustainable fashion brands and I would love to add you to the list. You can book a free discovery call to see if it would be a good fit to work together. And the link is just www.recloset.com forward slash consulting and it will also be in the show notes. And that was today's episode. Thank you so much for listening and I hope that it was helpful for you. If you learned a lot in this episode and you enjoyed it, make sure you take a screenshot of yourself listening to this episode and upload it to your Instagram stories and tag us at Recloseted if you haven't already. Also, make sure you subscribe to our podcast so that new episodes are automatically downloaded every time they are released. Lastly, it would mean the world to us if you could leave us a positive rating and review if you think we deserve it. That helps us get found, and then we can really help further our sustainable fashion message. Thanks for listening, and together, let's write the harmful fashion industry.